you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological look at the Star Wars saga from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. Will I ever get through that without slipping up a little bit? You went, a chronological look? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I know that one I normally say is journey, but anyway, I'm it was Calvin. Fine. It was fine. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've also seen a lot of Star Wars. Excited for tomorrow's Star Wars. And I'm Andy, and I've seen a little bit of Star Wars, and I still haven't seen the trailer for Visions. I forgot to watch it. This That's time. fine. I'm going to get Oops. up early and watch it anyway, too. Might be. Yeah, you know, I don't have class till the afternoon tomorrow. I might. Oh. Actually, no, that's that's not true. I'm going to watch this with Kaya. I don't know what I'm talking about. Cute. Before we get into before we get into the episode, I want to say that Wyatt and I met each other for the first time in person. Really? We did. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We've known each other for yeah. like at least a year now. Um, it was funny because uh, Andy was not expecting me to be taller than them. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was very f- In Wyatt's defense, Andy, a lot of people are taller than you. Are taller than me, yeah. No, I know. I guess I just like wasn't expecting it. And then he he's a he's a tall boy. I also that I also true. want you to know, uh Wyatt told me that you had been lurking in my Disney Plus account. Oh, did I? And oh. it has been yeah, you told me it's Addie who's been watching ahead. Addie okay. was watching Clone Wars with okay. me. And she she's on season five. I've <laughs> been secretly like, no no, okay. I've been five. secretly like spiteful. I've I, okay, actually this is actually really good to know because I've been secretly like judging you for the entire summer for watching not not judging because like Addie did not get to any major spoiler points that I would have been like really mad at you for watching ahead for no but it was just funny why why like like i had said oh ha ha like it's funny we're re-watching episodes and he went yeah calvin saw that you've been watching a lot and i went it's not me also addy's been watching the mandalorian that's not me either okay. i haven't been right. watching any of those if I, you yeah, see them- I, f- I figured that you wouldn't go into mandalorian so that's when i kind of pieced together that might not be the o- only you yeah yeah but also like, that's funny you do live with your sister so like yeah she's just gonna be watching she really likes clone wars though i think that's cute and that's really she, she's she's never seen star wars but she just likes this yeah and that's that's the, hey, the podcast of worked <laughs> yeah we were we watching can wrap these, it up <laughs> we, we, were, we got someone we were watching these episodes and she was like yes anakin is so hot and i was like period queen yes he is yeah, i remember when i was over at your place at the beginning of the summer and Addie was like Ugh, star wars i don't like it and now well, look, yeah. if Clone we listen Wars back to the that. very first episode of or like the first episodes we did of the podcast, uh, Andy was not a big Star Wars fan, even of the stuff we we made you watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's growing on me. It's growing on me. So we so have a lot to talk about. We so we do. can get into it. Um, so to quickly summarize the two arcs that we watched for this week's episode, we watched the Night Sisters arc and the Mortis arc. In the Night Sisters arc, when Dooku betrays and abandons Ventress, she is left with nothing to do but return to her home planet of Dathomir and to the group that she hails from, the Night Sisters. We learn much about her past, and the Night and the Night Sisters' leader, Mother Talzin, helps Ventress to assassinate Dooku, but this plan fails, leading Ventress and the Night Sisters to recruit a Night Brother to their cause. 
Savage Opress of the same bloodline as Darth Maul. He is under the Night Sisters' control as he allies with Dooku, and he eventually leads Ventress, Anakin, and Obi-Wan to Dooku's location. Savage breaks free of the hold Ventress has on him and goes off on his own to find his long-lost brother. In the Mortis arc, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan discover the realm of the Force-wielders, ancient beings who wield the Force with unimaginable power, who have called Anakin to them to determine if he really is the Chosen One. After the three have several trippy visions, the son takes Ahsoka and nearly kills her as the daughter gives up the last of her life to revive her. The son shows Anakin a vision of his future while Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and the father fight to keep the universe in balance. In the end, however, they wake up. And it was no. a dream. They're rendezvousing with Rex as if nothing happened. Yeah. So, Ventress. All right. Back to Night Sisters. Basically, a lot just happened. We got to meet Savage. We got to get, we got to get Ventress's, some of her backstory. I think the biggest surprise here, the biggest sort of revelation was Darth Maul being alive. Because the last we saw him was in Phantom Menace. And this episode of Clone Wars came out in 2011, I want to say. Yeah, um, it was it was long enough ago that people were arguing about this on forums instead of social media. <laughs> Hashtag not dead. Voice by voice acting legend Clancy Brown, also known as Mr. Krabs and Long Fang. <laughs> the voice acting, well, in, in all of the episodes we watched was kind of crazy. They had Lee, Liam Neeson back. They had lady who plays Anakin's mother back um, for the Force Visions on Mortis. But yeah, no, the, I I really enjoy the Night Sisters episodes. They put Ventress's awesome fan blade ship in. Yeah, in I the was going to say episode. like that is one of my. F I I really like. That's probably one of my favorite ships in all of Star Wars. Just like yeah, which the aesthetics of that gorgeous red, incredible Ventress spaceship is one of my favorite spaceship designs. So what I was going to say though is it's fun watching these two together because Mortis is. For whatever you think of it, all new ideas, and it's it's fun and it's interesting and it's inventive. And then the Night Sisters arc is also really fun, but it's taking concepts that have existed in Star Wars and sort of adapting them for the screen for the first time. They cooked up Dathomir and the Night Sisters in a book in the '90s, I think. That's how long ago. Ventress's backstory is pretty much straight up taken out of Legends. No one small alteration, which is that she's from Dathomir, but the sold into slavery as a kid. Rescued by a Jedi, trains with said Jedi who had the same name uh, in in both in all the stories. He gets killed. She goes to the dark side, found by Duke, who ends up fighting in the Clone Wars exactly as it was. And it, it was I remember I had like read the comics originally that are no longer canon where that story was told. So it was very fun seeing that on screen in Clone Wars. And so it's all it's a whole fun reworking of new idea of old ideas and I, I love that they made Dathomir red. Yeah. Uh, such a cool planet design. No, yeah, like this is probably the most uh, like out of the ordinary planet design I, th I think that we've gotten so far within the Clone Wars. I mean, because yeah. everything else has the been trees a look mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we've had a bunch of like grassland planets, a bunch of rocky planets, you know, tundra planet. A couple of city planets, yeah, is, but like this is definitely the most like not the kind of thing that we would be familiar here on Earth. And that struck me this time. And I was I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is is new. I'm the, the matriarchy. Also, the separation between men and women and seeing 
the how the relationships are between you know like the i don't know it's just really it was really cool i loved seeing like the city where the men lived yeah it says when they've when obi and anna can visit the city in witches of the mist they're like we thought that she took one of them as a mate and so you know like yeah they went to go and perform dark side experiments on him but you know it's like the women do come and take the males as mates but also like the relationships between the sisters feel i mean it feels very like religious obviously but also very they have a very strong bond but it i don't know the the and maybe this is just because savage like we see his actual brother but like the relationships between the men seem very like normal friendships and normal family relationships whereas the night sisters have something different between each other and it was really cool to see how they're sort of two separate worlds living on the same planet mm-hmm. you know yeah um, it's fun because sometimes a lot of times in star wars a, a culture uh a, like especially a one-off that we see it has sort of either one gimmick or is just human culture but they're birds or but they're lemurs or something like that yeah so it's Dathomir, because of its history and also, but even without its history in older Star Wars, because they've really redefined it here, it's an in-depth culture. And I mean, I know we got three episodes here, but we, Clone Wars moves on so fast, it could have been simpler. But I think you're right that even with, because it's a classic sci-fi trope to go women rule over the men. And, but it's like, it mixes that also with like, it's, it's a fun playing with old sci-fi tropes, like just the, the magic witches of, of space with the women rule over men, but also with uh, enough nuance that it ends up being like compelling rather than just like, ah, this is cheesy. Yeah. If you've got, once we get to that point, I've said this a lot, but Jedi Fallen Order is great. One of the mechanics is that you can, you know, go and just, you've got a droid who has data banks that he can fill up with all of this really awesome information about all the planets that you go to. And one of those planets is Dathomir and all of just like the history of, or, and stuff about night brother culture versus night sister culture and, you know, how they like honor their dead and everything is really, really awesome and really, really in depth and what I really love about this. So. Yeah. There's nothing more dangerous and and, and also really cool than a bored video game writer (laughs) thinking up, uh, thinking up background info, thinking up lore, (laughs) cooking it up. Let's go back to though, to the beginning. So like where these, this, uh, these, this group of episodes start. I mean, Dooku being told to get rid of Ventress was so interesting to me. It was just really interesting to me um, watching Dooku be told like, hey, get rid of Ventress. And the reasoning behind that, I guess, was like, she's too powerful. And, you know, there's this fear that like they're going to take over the Sith. So he has to get rid of her. And I just that brought up a lot of like interesting feelings for me. I felt really bad for Ventress. Like I felt really heartbroken for her, but I also felt bad for Dooku. And it Mm -hmm. and it really struck me as like how the Sith work. It's like. Like, you can't, you truly cannot love anything. Because I do think that to some extent, Dooku, like, cared for Ventress and really trusted her. And it was just like, damn, I'm sad about this. And then, and then for like two seconds, then he was like, okay. And then got rid of her. I did, This was like the first time I th- think I noticed a little bit of a moment of hesitation when, before he, like, you know, yeah. gave the call to Ventress. Yeah. And it was like, I don't, you feel like Dooku might have justified it to himself because... You know, he would have known about Maul, presumably. Also, side note, like how, like, like Maul was the one who killed Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon, Lee, Qui-Gon dying was the reason that, like, Dooku fe- left the Jedi Order and started down on the path to, to 
to the dark side. How would Dooku feel about his new apprentice being the brother of that guy who killed who killed Qui-Gon? That's interesting. interesting. Not that he would ever I know. Think he, well, and I but, think he knows he knows he's getting tested. He's also but Ventress. I wait, think no, he says in the same lineage as Darth Maul. So tells yeah. says so like, wait, yeah, that's. Intr- intr- the, mm. uh, the answer is the show doesn't really care enough about Dooku to tell us yeah. how he feels. He's he's definitely him and Grievous get the sort of like villain part of it. I think I find Dooku more interesting because he's a guy rather than a cyborg in a s- who just sort of who who goes super over the top and like I will kill everyone. Mm. It is it is it's it's fun to deal with the Sith dynamics because they're such it's fun to see they're always backstabbing each other and they're always sort of aware of it. Like, yeah, yeah because pricks. I mean, like Plagueis let Palpatine have Maul and Palpatine let Dooku have Ventress and continued to let Dooku have a Savage. And you're just like, this is just I mean, like, it's the Sith, so we shouldn't really be surprised. But like, damn, you're really going back on your word all the fucking time. And like. Yeah, the only consistent consistent thing about the rule of two is that everyone is breaking it. Um, the thing that the thing that was funny to me actually was that Palpatine was like, "Yo, get rid of your." Uh, well, he, I don't technically know he's Palpatine yet, but it's pretty. They, no, I definitely do. We, know. we, we talked about this, we, we talk, and yeah. they, they Calvin don't, like, and I didn't his say nose it for or like anything. five or six episodes of us recording, and then you finally were like, "I know, I know he's Palpatine," and we're like, "Okay, fine." The show expects it's you to know obvious. he's Palpatine. What's his name? What's his name besides Palpatine? Darth Sidious. His Sith, his Sith name is Sidious. Sidious. Okay. Sidious, like insidious, but Just without the in. With the in, okay. Yes, like uh, yeah, the Sith so are really creative with their with their names. S- Star Wars I know, took yeah, subtlety so out behind the barn and shot it. Um, it was not really just shot it once. It's like a whole damn firing squad. I thought it was really funny that um, Dooku was like, or, or that um, Palpatine was like, Dooku, get rid of Ventress. I don't want you guys to rise up and, and overthrow me. And then Dooku was like, fine, okay. And then he does it. And then as soon as he gets Savage, he's like, we're going to become more powerful than Sidious. We're going to do it. And I thought that was kind of funny that he was like, Dang, it's not like he's not on to you. You're not slick about this, Dooku, and you're gonna do this again? We're gonna we're gonna go back and do this again? That gave me a chuckle. <laughs> and that was the only thing that made me laugh in these episodes, because it's essentially just sad after sad. Not sad, crazy, actually. <laughs> I do enjoy that in the third episode, the Jedi just sort of accidentally wander into the plot. I love it when that happens, yeah. when Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan aren't like... Anakin and Obi-Wan are just having a normal Tuesday and then suddenly Darth Maul is yellow and seven feet tall and trying to kill them and they're like, what the fuck is going on? I know. And it makes me really appreciate the episodes that they don't appear in too. You know, like uh, Monster is the only Jedi who yeah. show up are those two that die. And you're just like, yep. oh, the galaxy is so big and we don't have to focus on our Jedi friends the whole time. I love Savage. Obviously the crazy stuff with like the trials and then them juicing him up with night sister magic and then him killing his brother who he was protecting in the first place that was insane that was insane especially because it was like you know yeah. it was like uh, that's uh, the reason why he uh got juiced up in the first place because he put himself and he did that so that his brother wouldn't die yeah and then he was like and i'm gonna kill you Adventures I, is is, cold. I mean Ventress yeah. is cold, but also that, like, I mean, Clone Wars does some screwed up things. This is one of the this is up there, though, because that like it is unclear whether whether he is directly related or just sort of like 
cousins to Darth Maul. But that was his actual brother. And yeah. he did straight up kill him. He broke his neck. Yeah, I was like, damn, is this a really a kid's show? This is dark yeah, as I watched this show on Cartoon Network. I can't imagine being like seven and watching that. I would I would have yeah. nightmares. Well, I mean, I was what is this 2011 at this point, you said? I think so. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, I was 12. I was and like uh, a lot of kids were growing up with this show who were relatively around the same age. So like we all sort of became young teenagers at the same time as this turn from Clone Wars to the dark. I still think the most screwed up episodes like premise wise are at the end of season three, which I am looking forward to us getting to because I also think they're I fantastic. Think that's next episode. Is that? Yeah, it totally will be next podcast episode. So that'll be fun. Oh, um, <laughs> what? But Citadel, Padawan uh, Lost and Water War. Gotcha. Oh, I should tell my sister to come on because uh, that runs into the sexy Kit Fisto episode that was promised. Yeah, yeah anyway. that's exciting. A little sex to spice up the horror. But that's for yeah. next week. Well, yeah, that's for so next week. We'll get is there. Is there anything else we want to talk about about Night Sisters? I mean, Calvin mentioned him earlier. Clancy Brown is great as yeah. Savage. He yeah, Savage he is elevates, awesome. He elevates what I think I think at the time was considered a very one note character, and I think on retrospect, there's a lot going on with him. It's just his dumb name, really, that made people not like him. Savage Opress. He's great. He's yeah. he's fun in his own right, and. I like him sort of not. I like him more as more than yellow Darth Maul. And I feel like he earns that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like him a lot. I really like Savage because it, it really does show how like, again, it's another like instance of these wars affecting innocent people. I mean, Savage literally wanted nothing to do with this. Right. He just wanted he was to like, just live a in dude. peace. He was, a he was living in his he village. And they were like, dang. We're going to actually juice you up and make you be a soldier. And he didn't ask for any of that. He was just forced into it. And yeah, that's the Night messed Sisters up when are, you think about it. The Night Sisters are fascinating because yeah. they're not. Yeah. It's not ever super clear. We talk about we're going to talk a lot about the force in a bit, but we've mostly thought of the force uh, in in the little that is ex- explained in terms of the dark side and the light. And it's not entirely clear where the Night Sisters fall because they they in in the sense of like that they're they're not necessarily working for the dark side in the way that the Sith are, um, but also they're kind of evil, not yeah. evil, but they they do mean things to a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, Mother Talzin is clearly working towards her own goals. I don't know what the yeah, fuck they but are. Just about like Jane Knight sister, though, like just who's just living in town with the really gay haircut, like. Yeah. It's it. That's really what's interesting to me, as as I think we found with the Jedi, is that it's the Yodas, the Mace Windus, the Mother Talzins of the world aren't always the most interesting. It's the people who kind of trend toward more towards normal. Well, I just I feel really sorry for him. I feel like I feel really heartbroken in that moment at the end where he runs home to to the the mother and he's like, damn, Ventress betrayed me. Like, I don't know what to do. And then that's when she's like, go to, you have a brother, go to Darth Maul. Because um, he really just seems like a lost little kid. It makes me sad. Yeah. yeah. A lost little kid who can murder thousands and thousands of people easily. Yeah. yeah. Because there's, um, there's always that it's, and it's fun, like, 
because he does, he will show up again. I feel like that's not spoilers to say it would be a crime if he didn't show up again after that ending. But he like you see that there's definitely aspects of who he was before the force manipulation and aspects of who he is after. Mm -hmm. And like he's not after this, he's no longer just the machine that they tried to make him into. He's he's his own person. And yeah. I mean, he's still working for Mother Towson, but at this point he gets to go sort of try to be his own person, yeah. which a lot of people we've talked about don't get to in the Clone Wars. The clones don't. To a certain extent, the Jedi don't. Loads of loads of people are sort of stuck in this overall like whirlpool of the war sort of dragging the galaxy down. Eh, Savage gets to go out and be jacked and look for his brother. Yeah, he gets to look sexy AF. I love Savage. Okay. Um, that was all. Yeah. These episodes were written by George Lucas's daughter, Katie Lucas. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, this is Katie Lucas's first writing credit for yep. Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Well, she wrote some for, um, like, uh, like uh, co-writing credits for things like Jedi Crash and a while ago, but this is her first, like, main writing credit, yes. Yeah, That's no, so she's cute. great. She, yeah. She's, well, and she turns out, like, she she turns in some of the best episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah, talked all about the Jedi stuff Crash. About, uh, all the stuff that touches on Ventress going forward is going to be um, written by her, so. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Love to hear what she thought thinks of Dark Disciple. Uh, she has a little either forward or, ep- or afterward in the book. Yeah, but I mean, like, really? I'm curious oh. whether it was her ending. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. see yes. that way later. <laughs> you'll, you'll notice that I have managed to refrain from discussing Dark Disciple right now. I okay. It was very funny mm-hmm. when you were. So, uh, well, Dark Disciple adapts Clone Wars episodes that were never made. So we may loop it into discussion on the show, on yeah. the podcast, because it's it is Clone Wars episodes. They just before before they revived it on Disney Plus. Uh, it was it funny when. Awesome. It was funny when Calvin was texting me during it because I'm like, oh, you don't know what happens, do you? But we'll see that way later. All right, let's get into something Calvin likes more than Dark Disciple. Uh, the Mortis episodes. Honestly, on every subsequent we watch, I'm kind of getting like a little bit more disillusioned with Mortis just because I'm realizing how like confusing it is in the yeah. grand scheme I of it all. I really like the first two. Yeah. I will say. I think I think they kind of fumble it at the end i am not a fan at all of anakin's dark side vision quest thing. yeah i mean it's oh. undone in like five minutes and not only it, that it's but too, it's a weird convolute it's too weird and fan servicey i think to, because the whole point is we're watching anakin sort of spiral as a person a little bit in as he loses control of his attachments and this sort of just like messes with the video game sliders for fun it's almost like a what if episode yeah like you know on you know on like 2000s dramas when they would do that episode where you would just be like what if this never happened and everybody like goes to the different school or has their hair different it's like ah your choices do matter it feels like that yeah to me it's called it's the it's a wonderful life episode oh yeah yes the movie those are you're, you're totally them. right yep um i was just i, um, I think a wonderful life is good <laughs> and so i was like referencing <laughs> the Marvel. kind of bad versions of it yeah. yes yeah but i actually got that's like really interesting i kind of disagree i i right. really like i really like the darth vader stuff and that's actually kind of like the only thing that i found super interesting about this I could not give a shit about these like weird manifestations of the force that ultimately like I I don't really know, but I have an I, I have a 
I think that this they're not going to have an effect on like the force or anything that I know of like in the future. Maybe they will, but like all of that shit seems pretty inconsequential to me. Mm-hmm. The thing that well, really seems... interested me. Oh, what? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just the I guess the, the when Anakin says that line to I think it's Ahsoka where he's like, you know, I've seen the future and it is the Jedi. It's to Obi-Wan, but yeah. Yeah, that was so interesting to me because I obviously, like, we've talked about this before, but I, I as a person, already know that Anakin becomes Darth Vader. But I guess if I were truly watching this from, like, having lived under a rock, this would be my first time discovering that. But this idea of, like, what happens is really intriguing to me because I don't know. I don't know how it is the yes. Jedi. And I have no you, fucking clue what that means. And they explicitly don't tell you in the vision. Like, yeah. And so that that's crazy. So that's actually like, that's cool. Well, so I, I, I agree with you there. I think you're well, and you're experiencing it through wildly different circumstances, which is the point of the podcast. I know. But like <laughs> this is sort of the first one of the ones where like the fact that Calvin and I have seen Revenge of the Sith, I think, is actually working against us. Mm-hmm. And where Mortis might actually like or this bit of Mortis might work better as sort of like as actual foreshadowing where you're like, where you genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that is, that is, I totally get that. I still think it's dumb, but like, that's my perspective. And, and it was never, and like, I've sort of had, I've had this opinion since I saw it, but for the first time when it came out, I was like, eh, this is a little hokey. I will say that Mortis is just an absolute tour de force for the design crew. I love the trees changing with the with oh, yeah, the they, time of day. I remember them having that in the shot like that specific shot is in the midseason trailer that you love so much, Wyatt. And <laughs> I do like, love you that can trailer. Tell why they put that in there. Yeah, that and the Avatar rocks, the uh, blue people Avatar rocks. Yeah, I think overall, like the Mortis episodes were pretty cool. I like this idea, but I just don't. Oh, oh, the other thing that intrigues me is like, how is it's it's like the dad erases the memory. The dad. I'm never calling him the father again. (laughs) (laughs) The dad, the bro, and the sis. The dad. Um, well, he, he erases Anakin's memory like he erased so so that Anakin like forgets. Right. And that's lame. But the the wild thing to me is I'm like, he still believes that Anakin is the chosen one. And I'm like, so the chosen one is supposed to be Darth Vader. Like, it, what does it mean to be the chosen one? And And I guess we kind of see that the chosen one essentially is meant to destroy everything so that no one can use the force. Like that's what I got out of Mortis is that it's like, kill the brother, kill the sister, kill, kill the father. And that's how, and that is how we achieve balance. It's not through maintaining the force. It's through destroying it all together. And so in my own, in my own brain and in my own like predictions, that is how I guess Darth Vader is going to bring peace. Maybe. Or at least play a part in it. But I could be wrong. But I'm also like, I don't understand how the father would be like, yeah, go become Darth Vader. Become this evil dude. You're still the chosen one, though. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and <laughs> I, I it's always interesting. It's interesting to me because we never know who who made the chosen one prophecy. Or we certainly didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's been told or not. But at the time that Mortis came out, 
the chosen one prophecy existed it was well known but like we don't really have a source on it aside from it may maybe being an ancient jedi prophecy mm-hmm. it's interesting i think because mortis obviously is giving no straight answers on whether this is the actual embodiment of the force incredibly they call them force wielders i think yeah and whether mm-hmm. they are just incredibly powerful entities who can use the force to do incredible things whether they're right whether they're wrong whether like it it is sort of meant to call into question whether it means anything is the fact that the sun is raging out of control in any way responsible for the darkness in the galaxy or is he just a dude who's mad and breaking his xbox like yeah and i i I think that sort of that ambiguity is fun and i i do i like that there well we get to stuff, I think, especially that was produced after the Disney acquisition, which will be a lot later. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of emphasis on the fact that the Jedi and Sith are not the only force traditions in the galaxy. And so I think that is very cool. And like that does make sense, because obviously, as we know, the force is real. You can use it's an it is it does exist. You can use it. So it's like it does make sense that a lot of religions will have developed around it. The Night Sisters being one of them. The way they access the force is entirely different to what the Jedi can do with it. And that's cool. And I really enjoy that. So that's sort of I think I I think I used to dislike Mortis. I I enjoy the episodes themselves. I think they tell a fun story. But in terms of its place in the overall overall story of Star Wars, I used to be a lot more critical of it. I've kind of softened now in my old age. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's not my favorite, but it is interesting. Like, it's kind of a mind fuck, and I enjoy that. Yeah. But I, I do think that there are things that could have been better, like, executed. Well, Clone that Wars made more sense. We're sort of getting to where Clone Wars has all cylinders fire, firing. But as we've seen for the whole show, they are always going balls to the wall at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's quite fun. I did want to mention, I know I'm talking a lot, but I did want to mention one thing, which is probably my favorite. It's something to keep an eye on because uh, this is obviously, even though Clone Wars is an anthology show, it's Ahsoka's story. And Ahsoka's vision of the future is my favorite one of the. Um, and I, I love the line, you will never see your future if you remain his student. And I think because obviously this, this is a lot of Darth Vader foreshadowing that like we know that eventually sometime in the future, bad things are going to happen. And obviously you, Andy, don't know what's going to happen to Ahsoka. So... I love this sort of like ominous foreshadowing for for Ahsoka. And I love that Ahsoka tells her older self to suck it, basically. Extremely Ahsoka behavior. (laughs) You know, obviously, like, well, you know, there is the title, The Last Jedi, which I always go back to when I'm thinking about the future. And I'm like, damn, who is that? And I'm like, maybe Ahsoka. I hope it's Ahsoka. I hope it's not like Obi-Wan. And it's going to be Obi-Wan or some shit, but I'm like, upset about it or like a different character but i'm upset i'm like damn ahsoka's gonna fucking die <laughs> like well so ahsoka's gonna I will get say, murked i will say nothing on ahsoka's fate but i will say that the prevailing sentiment for the entire series the original run before it got canceled was that she was going to die that sucks and that, that is because so and it honestly like the Well, so this is a a bit of a larger discussion. The environment around Ahsoka, we sort of touched on this at the very beginning, was not great for a... She's now a beloved character, one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Wars. I named my cat after her. She was not liked 
And this wasn't even just by shitty fanboys at the time, because this was sort of this was the first big retcon of like one of the biggest retcons ever was that Anakin had an apprentice. People didn't like her. People thought she also all her purpose in the story was was to die. She wasn't considered really like she was not given her due as Clone Wars our central character. And I really think that that didn't start to get fixed until way late till the show was almost over. And that's why I really enjoy looking back on it now, because I, I was a kid. I read all this stuff. I didn't question it. I didn't like Ahsoka all that much until later in the show. I mean, right about now, honestly, was when mm-hmm. I started really enjoying her. But like, I've really enjoyed the retrospective of being able to actually look at Ahsoka as the main character of the show and a person whose growth we're following Especially considering that this show is essentially in the tradition of Avatar The Last Airbender and some of the other great animated shows of the time. And I I really appreciate what they did with her and never backed down, never changed, didn't did not listen to the fans, never listened to the fans. And so that's just I don't know how to end this, but uh, Mm -hmm. that's I, I. I like am glad that we can sort of like that when we get to stuff that happens with Ahsoka, her character development as it goes on in her life, that it'll be sort of free of this really negative fan environment around her. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and I think also that just has a lot. No, no offense to Star Wars fans, but there's like a shit ton of misogyny. Full offense to Star Wars fans. There's some of the worst people out there. They're like absolute assholes. (laughs) We hate you, listeners. We hate you. I hate you. Well, it's just no. like, to our I, it's so, listeners, we love you. We, we've touched on this before, but I think it's hilarious, right? That like we have this story that so much preaches like equality, strength coming compassion, in different forms, strength, compassion, like caring for people. Like even if you take yeah. away, like when you boil down the Jedi, it's like boiling down Christianity. When you boil well down the Jedi's like dogmatic ways, it's really just about selflessness and caring for people. Mm-hmm. And everybody's so mean about it. Yeah, it, it attracts like the worst fucking people. And it's like, damn, you would be in the Sith if you were a person. You would be you would be Sith. Anyway, yeah, it was it's you'd be it killing is, your friends. It is. Uh, yeah. And I I it is in in sort of context of that. Obviously, Star Wars fans are not only dudes like has been depicted in the past. But yeah. there was, I think. At that time, especially in the online fandom, there was a heavily male swing. Ahsoka was a 14, 15 year old girl for a lot of the show. There's a lot of contempt from nerd youths, young people, young nerd boys from age like 14 to 30. There's a lot of contempt towards 15 year old girls, especially fun ones who like Mm -hmm. like I, I I'll never really be able to detach this era of Ahsoka now that I've like actually grown up and can recognize what was all going on at the time, I didn't participate in any of it because I am a notorious non-poster on the internet. I only lurk. <laughs> but uh, I remember all of these these things that were said about her. And it's I mean, she's a fictional character, so obviously she can't hear them, but horrible things. And I, yeah. I'm so I, I so enjoy just like being able to experience characters like her in Star Wars with people who not respect she, appreciate again, it appreciate, appreciate but also it. like just just not being weird nobody's nobody yeah. here's being weird about ahsoka and that's that's honestly so refreshing yeah i'm really people cat, weird about like, ahsoka uh yes yeah, your cat's I'm great the cat. your cat is great my cat ahsoka cat, is awesome and i'm weird about her cat ahsoka is not <laughs> fictional we appreciate her we appreciate her
Yeah, I love the vision with Ahsoka. I love thinking about like where Ahsoka's going. I I truly, it's so interesting because I'm like, damn, she's definitely not going to be in Revenge of the Sith. Um, and that's something that I'm like, dang, they're going to have to wrap up something with her in Clone Wars, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what that is. So, um, yeah, I'm so glad they did that. Well, this is what we were all <laughs> expecting. We all you we like Calvin and I were waiting to have that exact question answered in 2011, and we had to wait till 2020 to find out what it was. But we finally got it. And me, but, I just uh, gotta wait for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're you chugging do. along now. You know, we're past the summer, so yeah, we're getting there. Well, we're getting and we. There. I talked about this on the episode uh, prior, but we've hit sort of Clone Wars, the the new evolution of Clone Wars, where we're going to be doing essentially three and four part episodes with a, with an occasional few two parters. But essentially standalone standalone episodes are a thing of the past, which will be both a good thing and sometimes a bad thing mm-hmm. for the series, but generally a very good thing. Uh, this is this is the Clone Wars, really, that has kept me hooked on this series, this stuff that we're getting to now. And I'm so excited for you to get here, Andy. Calvin and I have been making eyes at each other on the Zoom about things that are happening, the parts we're going to get to for so long. Yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, what are we are we good? We uh, talk yeah, about I mean, like, I, honestly, I mean, like I could talk about you know all the symbolism and stuff about but also a lot of that is symbolism that cover that that goes across you know all the way to the original trilogy and stuff but all of that has been overdone like well i think also the son and the daughter and the state of the universe and blah 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 what the hell mortis even is but yeah like i really enjoy the daughter's design by the way yeah um i i like hers the best also we were talking about uh Voice actors, one quick thing uh, is that Sam Witwer is the voice of the son. He he did a, a very famous and very, sh- I do not like this video game it, called The Force Unleashed that was in 2008. It was also the very, voice of the daughter who was in that too, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, probably there's only six voice actors. Uh-huh. But Sam Witwer uh, is going to do some fantastic voice work for Star Wars in the future, not just as mm-hmm. the son. So it's always good to hear his voice. Yep. Uh, he's huge he's also a huge star wars fan in real life so speaking of the sun one thing i actually did notice this time was that his force lightning is red instead of blue like we've seen out of palpatine and dooku which i thought was a really interesting thing that kind of this is going a bit of symbolism but like it points to you know how like what is the purest form of the dark side and dark side force energy is it you know this red sith lightning or is it this weird this weird blue weird version of this of the dark side that palpatine and dooku have you know where also, I mean, they just have such they're not like the other girls energy from these characters. Yeah. Yeah. OK, well, on that note, next week we finish up season three of Clone Wars and head into season four. We Citadel arc. That is the Citadel counterattack and oh, Citadel yeah, rescue. Our boys, our boys, Fives and Echo are back. Yeah. The five of first. <gasps> oh, my God. That's exciting. Yep. Uh, we get a little fun Ahsoka adventure with Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt. <laughs> and then we get the sexy Kid Fisto episodes with those Water are, those War, Duncan are... Attack, and Prisoners. Yeah. Well, I know uh, what a Wookiee water... is. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. But we haven't seen any so far. Huh. Wookiees. Wookies? We haven't seen any that's, Wookiees. That's or Gungans. Chewbacca, right? That is Chewbacca. What Calvin, the fuck is a well, Gungan? What do you mean Gungans? Phantom Wait, Menace. Wait, no. Not, I'm not thinking of Gungans. I'm thinking of... 
I was like, what? It, Mon Calamari. <laughs> we've seen many. We haven't seen yeah. any Mon Calamari yet. Yeah, no, but it's funny. Well, because Wookiees, Mon Calamari aren't as well known, but Wookiees are one of those Star Wars things that's just in the mainstream. But we haven't seen any. I didn't even think about that. No, I mean, you. I mean, we're talking about animation last time. You know how hard it is to animate hair. Yep. Hair, clothes, water. Well, and actually, we're going to get all three all of those. Which in, we're going to get next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this these will be honestly, this is some of the best animation the Clone Wars team ever does in these next uh, some of these yeah. next episodes. Yeah, 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 baby. All right. All right. I think that we leave it there. Yeah. Uh, so. no, a wildly yeah. successful episode. Yeah. May the force be with you. And also with you. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>